present a new show featuring Rico Martelli's orchestra, Kathleen Wells, those two harmoniacs, Ronnie and Van, and starring that ambulating Ananias, that humbug of the highways, that meretricious motorist, Fibber McGee, with his constant companion and severest critic, Molly. Well, what are you doing, Fibber? Will you stop rattling that script in this microphone? This ain't a script. It's a road map. A road map? Yes. You see, this here map shows Route 42 and Route 16. Molly wants us to take Route 42, but I claim that 16 is more smoother, more straighter, more faster, Fibber more... Fibber McGee, come back here. Uh, I guess you take 42. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, 42 or Route 16, Marcelli and his men find it all smooth sailing when assisted by those surf-riding surfs from the surface station, Dustoff and Brightscape. Tell you, McGee, we're oh, doing for something right. here. All right, all right. Hello there, you. Uh, 
Here it is, McGee, and I didn't even have time to hang out the Notre Dame tenants. Don't worry, Molly. I'll handle this. Good evening, Sergeant. Nice, cool evening, ain't it? Yeah, but it'll be warmer any minute. Or maybe the, or maybe the cooler for you. Now, what's the idea of passing the red light back there, huh? Yeah, well, what's your name? Uh, well, what's your license well, number? Where you going? Uh, Where's your city sticker? What's the idea, well, huh? Uh, uh, answer them one at a time, McGee, starting with the red light. Remember? <laughs> Listen, officer. Uh, don't get flipped. My name's McGee, and I'm president of the ITCIOPUSNC, Local 82. <clears throat> Which means the International Tourist Camp Inspectors of the United States and Canada. Right. I know some pretty big men around here. And... Fine. The judge is six foot three. Now follow me and no bunky business, yeah? Oh, yeah. My, my. It's awful hot driving in July, ain't it, McGee? July. This here's April. Sure. In the 90 days, it'll be July. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Molly, ain't that serious? I tell you, that red light wasn't lit, and I'll plead this case till the cows come home. Her, no python could nip her, for she was the last word in class. 
Sweet glossy farmer, the lovely snake charmer who fell for a snake in the grass. <laughs> she shunned all the geezers on the flying trapezers and let all the acrobats pass. Ah, but sweet glossy farmer, the lovely snake charmer went boom for a snake in the grass. Take it away, Molly. <laughs> He didn't care for his ride, not to look good. Yep. Yabba-dabba, yabba-dabba, sing slugger. Nice boy. He didn't care for his hips, hopotamuses. Yabba-dabba, yabba-dabba, whoop. That's the stuff, Molly. She flittered and fluttered. At each word he uttered, the scoundrel had plenty of brass. He did that. But when they started kissing, the snake started hissing. For he was a snake in the grass. No boa constrictor has slapped her or kicked her. She had them all doped up with gas. <laughs> but sweet glossy farmer, the lovely snake charmer, was doped by a snake in the grass. Why, even the dwarfs and the giants cried out their defiance. They saw through her lover like glass. They did that. Ah, oh, but sweet glossy farmer, the lovely snake charmer was next for a snake in the grass. <laughs> Carry into it, Molly. She didn't care for his team. Now you let this yada da da yada da da sing. Sing on. She didn't Come on now, Molly. The old smart now. Yada da da yada da da sing. That's the stuff. Before she'd obey him, her salary pay him. The snakes overheard the poor lad. And it isn't surprising. They filled him with poison. For he was a snake. Thank you, folks. <laughs> a bright song with a bright finish. And listen, listeners, here's the way to protect a bright finish on your car from the ultraviolet rays of the sun now that the hot summer days are coming uh, excuse in. Excuse me, Mike, Mr. Carwax. Not Carwax. My name is Wilcox. Harlow Wilcox. Oh, oh yeah. Well, anyhow, I don't think you're giving folks the right picture on the Johnson's Waterway. Oh, I see. I suppose you could do it much better. Oh, I ain't got the slightest doubt of it, my boy. <laughs> I'd make a kind of a story out in it, like this. Once upon a time, uh, but uh, maybe, maybe I better have a fan player, Mr. Marshmallow. Mark Kelly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Folks, once upon a time, they was two kids, Violet and Ray. <laughs> you get it, Violet Ray. They don't get it, Molly. It ain't funny, McGee. <laughs> well, sir, there was never a dull moment with Violet and Ray. They improved each shining hour, you might say, eating the finish off in cars. So on Sunday morning, Violet says to Ray, Ray, she says, I'm just hungry to spoil the finish onto a nice, shiny car. Now there's a bright, gleaming job down there. Come on, let's ruin it. Oh, Ray, says Kay. Er, okay, says Ray. And down they come, right onto the nice, shiny car. But wasn't no use. After ten hours, they give up. Why, shucks, says Violet Ray. We ain't making no impression. Ain't we got any personality anymore? And Ray just laughs. Look, says he to Violet. This here car's got Johnson's auto wax onto it. That's what makes it so bright. That's why we ain't getting nowhere spoiling it. That's what you get, Violet, says Ray, for picking out this nice, shiny car. What you mean, that's what I get, says Violet? <laughs> and Ray just laughs and says... For being so ultra violet, she says. <laughs> Fan flare. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beverly. Thank you. That was terrible. Huh? 
That was splendid. Well, I'm glad to help you out any time, my boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you certainly spoiled my story, Fibber, so I'm going to ask Marcelli to give me time to think while he finds rhythm in the rain. Violet and Ray wasn't such a fairy tale as it sounded. Johnson's Auto Wax does protect your car so that the ultraviolet rays of the sun cannot destroy the finish. Wax actually saves the finish of your car against the onslaughts of sun, rain, and road fill. Now, before you wax your car, of course, you'll want to take off all the old grease and dirt that's been collecting on it. The simple way to get that dirty film off is to use Johnson's Auto Cleaner. It's the easiest cleaner you ever used, and it positively will not hurt the finish. Johnson's Auto Cleaner will make your car bright as new. And Johnson's Auto Wax will keep it that way. Keep it so beautiful the neighbors will actually believe you have a new car. Drive into a service station and tell them to make your car shine like it did the day it was first driven out of the showroom. 
They can do it in short order with Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. Or if you prefer, you can easily wax your own car. Thousands of owners are doing it. Just ask your regular dealer or service station for Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. And your dealer, by the way, will give you free a can of fine quality auto enamel for touching up worn or rusty spots on your car. Oh, but more about this free offer later. In the meantime, I'd like to present Miss Kathleen Wells. And personally, ladies and gentlemen, I think the S is on the wrong end of that name because she certainly is swell. Miss Kathleen Wells. <laughs> Miss Wells. Miss Wells is going to sing. Uh, well, what do you want, Fibber? Oh, not you, boy. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Hi there, Stu. <laughs> what you going to sing for me? If the moon turns green, Fibber. If the moon turns green, huh? <laughs> well, you ought to know if it does you know. You're, you're a kind of a heavenly body yourself. <laughs> Nipper McGee, come with me. <laughs> Go on and turn it green, too. <laughs> Shadows get up and walk around. Out comes tumbling to the ground. I wouldn't be surprised. Or didn't you fall in love with me? If the stars turn blue and willows that we begin to sing, winter changes into spring, I wouldn't raise my eyes. Or didn't fall in love with me. I thought I was foolish to think of romance with someone so charming as you. Thought I was hoping without any chance, but every hope came true. If the moon turns green and rivers begin to flow up trees, and this is all a crazy dream. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause anything can happen if you can fall in love with me. I get miracles about that certain miracle that gave me you. Oh, I thought I was foolish to think of romance with someone as charming as you. Thought I was hoping without any chance, but every hope came through. With the moon. And rivers begin to flow up stream. And this is all a crazy dream. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause anything can happen, dear, if you can fall in love with me.
finds that love is just around the corner. along and pulling into a filling station. Good evening, sir. Gasoline? Sure, fill it up. Halfway. Yes, sir. Uh, give me oil? Do I need oil, Molly? <laughs> I don't know, but you... Where do you squeak? <laughs> no oil. Nice little station you got here, son. Yeah, but I'm building on to it next month so I can handle washing and waxing. Hmm, been in business long? Oh, ever since I got out of the Army. Don't tell me you was in the Army. Sure. What division? The Rainbow. Why? Well, they had a swell record, boy. <clears throat> I was into the intelligence myself. The what, McGee? The intelligence. The what? The infantry. <laughs> that is, at first, and then I was into the cavalry and the Navy and the Foreign Legion. By Jing, boy, there's a great outfit, the Foreign Legion. You know, the Foreign Legion is the toughest, hardest-boiled bunch of fellas in the world. Most of us went into it to, to forget. Just, just forget. Well, what were you forgetting, sir? I forgot. You forgot what, McGee? <laughs> I forgot what I went in to forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I re-enlisted. See if I could remember what I joined up the first time to forget. <laughs> what was that, an army or a memory course, McGee? Uh, I'll never forget one thing, no. What was that, sir? Ermintrude. Aha! Apparently. Well, in a way, Ermintrude was a camel. Oh. A girl camel. Oh. <laughs> you see, I was assigned to the third camel course. Four, maybe. These was camels, not apples. <laughs> Ermintrude was a racing camel I had. 
Real sweet-tempered camel, as camels go. And did she go? No, but I did. Oh, so, so you left the foreign legion. Yes. And the hardest thing I ever done was to part with old Ermintrude. Oh, my. Ah, many's the time we used to ride over the desert together in the gloaming. Many's the time I'd get off to get a drink at the well into the hot sand. Then I'd put my foot on the Ermintrude's knee and say, Wasamula. And up she raised me into the saddle. <laughs> ah, yes, sir. As I says, the hardest thing I ever done into my life was to leave Ermintrude. I'll never forget how her lips kind of quivered when I says goodbye. I got a big lump into my own throat. <laughs> he swallowed his tobacco. <laughs> no, sir. Twas emotion. Oh. Well, sir, I left the Legion. Too many foreigners into it. But years later, I was here in New York one fall day, and I went in to get me an overcoat. In a restaurant? In a re- No. In a clothing store. How do you do, Mr. McGee? Says the clerk, real respectful. I was well known in New York in them days. And Tilly was respectful? Well, well, what happened then, sir? Well, I'm coming to it. I want overcoat, it says to the seller. Okay, says he, reaching over to the rack. Here's a snappy number in camel's hair, says he. And I looked her over. And will you believe it, son? Right square smack dab into the middle of the shoulder was a little oblong patch of white hair. It was Ermintrude. <laughs> yes, sir. It was Ermintrude back with her old master again. Shucks, I put and I busted down. Oh, gee, that must have been a great moment. Sure. Why didn't you re-enlist to forget that, McGee? It was too late. Ermintrude was overcoat by then. Oh. Well, sir, I bought the coat. Yes, <laughs> I bought her, Ermintrude, and I wore her for years. It was an expensive coat, and but I busted me, but nothing was too good for Ermintrude. Now, sir, every time it got cold, I could feel Ermintrude wrap herself around me real close. <laughs> Trying to snuggle up confectionate-like. <laughs> she was like that, Ermie was. <clears throat> How much gas put him, boy? Uh, uh, five gallons. Well, give her another two quarts. Might as well have enough. No, never mind. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to crowd the tank. How much owe you? Uh, Ninety-one cents. Thank you. Oh, by the way, huh? uh, whatever became of Herman Truth? Oh, dear. That was the sad part of it all. One day I got caught in the revolving door for Herman Truth's arm off. There was nothing else to do. So I went out and shot the coat. Gentlemen, we'd like to tell you about a free offer. Yep. We... Next week, folks, we're going to give everybody listening in a new car. Any make you ask for it. Yeah, All you got to do... Hey, quit no. pushing me, Harpo. Not Harpo. My name is Harlow. Well, quit pushing anyhow. <laughs> well, Fibber McGee is just a little bit wrong, folks. We're not giving away any free cars. But with every purchase of Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner, we are giving away a 40-cent can of Johnson's Touch-Up Enamel. There's a brush right with the can, and it's a cinch to touch up any little scratches or broken places in the finish on your fenders or the body of the car. Now, there's a special introductory price of 98 cents for both Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. And you can get the can of touch-up enamel free. Better go to your regular wax dealer or service station right away with your 98 cents and ask for Johnson's Auto Wax and Cleaner. Then, clean and wax your car the first chance you get and surprise your family with a car that looks like new. Don't forget, 
that next week at this time you have a bright and shining date with Johnson's Auto Wax and Fibber McGee and Molly. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>